0: Ceiling Breakers is where we showcase everyday women doing extraordinary things. It's where we pull out the unspoken stories that validate our experiences
1: and unifies us as women. Join us as we defy the narrative and highlight Wichita women as non-conforming, patriarchy-shattering, ceiling-breaking leaders who empower us to own our stories and live our dreams. everybody! On this wonderful Wonder Woman Wednesday, welcome to another episode of Ceiling Breakers. We're so excited for our guests today. We have Kara Hunt, who is the Vice President of uh, HR at Delta Dental, and Rachel Banning, with uh, she's the President of the Junior League of Wichita. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, so exciting. So we're actually talking about, I mean, while they're very accomplished ladies, and we're going to learn more about them, we're going to be talking about the salary negotiations trainings that are happening here in Wichita, and if you haven't heard about them, this is where we're going to get all the information, and you can share it with everybody, and it's going to be awesome. So we'd like to start where you kind of tell us about yourselves, how you, um, about your, like, your work life or how you got, you know, involved. You're both very involved in the Wichita community, so just kind of tell us tell us about yourself. Sure. Um, well, I'm an HR professional in
2: my day job. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm extremely passionate about the community, which is how I got to the salary negotiation project. Um, I do multiple things. Um, Honorary Commander at McConnell Air Force Base on the Boys ah. and Girls Club, um, Salvation Army, um, and this is something that popped up recently, well, not recently, about four years ago, um, as a passion of mine, because I'm a mother of two girls. i a 15-year-old and 11-year-old, and uh, they believe they can do anything, and I'd like to have them be able to do anything here in Wichita. Yeah. So um, that's something that, that obviously is important to me. Yeah.
3: And I was introduced to the salary negotiation trainings, workshops, um, back in April or May. Uh, Kim Doe's Loman and... Kara brought the, um, the idea to the Junior League Is that something that we might be interested in doing to help put our mission back out into the community yeah. again, um, yeah. developing the potential of women. And um, we've done a lot of work in the area of child abuse in past years and we mm-hmm. recognize that uh, a strong woman raises a strong family and strong families build a strong community. Yeah. So they just really sure. go hand in hand and it helps us get on the prevention side of child abuse. For sure. So um, we're thrilled to be part of it.
0: Yeah, I love it. We were just having that conversation um, at the Child Abuse um, uh, Prevention Coalition Coalition. yesterday talking really about um, what we can do more to support families and parents and I'm really excited. DCF actually has a 13 million dollar grant that they received federally that's going to help with uh, mental health and um, substance abuse for parents. And so yeah, all of this stuff is super great preventative work. um, and, And as we look at uh, especially mothers, um, single mothers who are the head of household, and the majority, you know, there's that feminization of poverty sort of issue. This is huge. So I love what you guys are doing.
3: Yeah,
2: the statistics are very impressive about closing the pay gap. What a difference it makes for single mothers and um, child abuse. So it, sure. it was a fantastic partnership with the league, and yeah. so we're thrilled that that could happen.
1: Excellent. Excellent. I'm so excited. It means the league is partner. I've, I've been the league for a while, and this is like one of the most exciting things. I'm like, this is just such a good fit. It's all about uh, women in leadership, and I'm just, I'm so excited. And I think it's going to get generally got in the community more, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of people are going to talk about holiday gallerias coming up this weekend, um, but that's not all that we do, right? That's not all that we do. Right, we do yeah. a lot with child abuse. Um, that's our main, that's our issue right now, but that's not all that we do. And there's so many amazing women um, involved in this community, and I think a lot of people just don't even know. So I'm so excited about that. sure. So tell us, Kara, how you said it's kind of a journey that really started yes. four years ago, because I yes. think there needs to be some clarification on what this is, how this started. It's a really cool story, and I'd just like you to kind of share, like, how how we got from, you know, where it started to where we are
2: today. Sure. Um, about four years ago, I was having lunch with Ebony clemens Jubilade, and uh, we were talking about the future of our community in terms of leadership, uh, specifically diverse leadership and women. And uh, she challenged me uh, to name uh, diverse female leaders, not in education, and to name at least ten. And I was like, oh, I've got this, and I started, you know, down the path until I couldn't. Quite get to 10 and why that was important to me was I think you know the children of Wichita and not just children but all of us need to see people that look like us in positions of significance and so that's something that matters to me and I think that's an area where we could improve in our community and you can look at that as a negative or you can look at it as an opportunity and I think Mm -hmm. we have a great opportunity in this community so um, I started after that lunch um, looking at things that we could do and I ran across the Women's Foundation in Kansas City, and uh, they were doing something called the Appointments Project that was getting women's, women involved in boards and commissions, and one of the, the research showed that women don't get involved because they feel they need to be asked, and so we scheduled the first training uh, about three years ago, and now we're on to our fourth training, third and fourth, because we're having two in the same day, October 29th here uh, at Delta Dental, um, so we'll be able to publish those links coming up, um, but... I read an article today that said, um, you know, women are now 51% of the population, but we're only 24% represented in terms of Congress. So it's important that we get more involved in politics and involved in, you know, shaping... everything that that takes place in the workplace, and our community, and things like that. So that's how the Appointments Project got to be. Well, then fast forward to James Chung coming in 2018. Uh (laughs) Um, And so, as I mentioned, part of my day job is recruitment and retention. And so he provided some statistics that were a little bit shocking to me about where Wichita stands in terms of the pay gap. I think, you know, in talking to some of my peers, I think maybe we felt that there was an economic consequence to working here as females, but he actually provided some statistics that talked about the cost to our community, $176 million by not having those more, 4,000 more women, by being in the 20%, um, you know, the lower 20% of our community for that, and that there's a cost that we're paying for this. Um, So then I went to a session that Jonathan Long and Christina Long had, Mm -hmm. and um, two of the points that they brought up were uh, they said, you know, stand up if you're one of the women that are 45 or under that have a degree, and then if you're a woman, a minority woman with an associate's degree stand-up, mm-hmm. and I looked around the room, and those are some of my favorite people. And they they were the women that were are leaving the community at the highest rate. And mm-hmm. uh, I decided that somebody <laughs> needed to do something, as opposed to waiting for somebody, yeah. that someone yeah. would be me. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, yes, through my, so my relationship my um, yeah, <laughs> yes. with the uh, Women's Foundation, uh, they were starting their process with AAUW. So... Um, That connection was made with AAUW. Um, They in Kansas City uh, are their goal is to train a million women. Um, obviously, they have a bigger population. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, our goal is to train uh, a thousand women in person in uh, over the year. And so, then I began my partnership with Kim Doze Loman um, and then the partnership with the league. And so, we've been working over a year to make this happen and now we're officially launched. So, it's been a very exciting journey uh, that we are looking forward to. Yeah. We've had uh, two trainings and in each one, we've had fantastic stories already. Um, you know, we got one yesterday, a mm-hmm. testimonial that we both had a yeah bumps. Uh, one of our facilitators also indicated that she got a 21% increase herself after going through the training. Um, so we're so pretty cool. excited
1: to see uh, what the results are going to be. Talk about like topic. using what you're learning, right? right. Like right. Usually right. you go to trainings and you like yeah. take some notes and you're like I'm so pumped and you go back to the office. You know we've all do that, and you just don't do anything. You just keep doing what you've always done or maybe you are inspired but something like this you're, you're kind of scared or think maybe you you won't ever use it but wow what great stories are already like yeah. using it. So it's great information. Um, over on Facebook, we already had people uh, saying it was so good. Uh, Leela from Mama Film said it was yeah. so good. I saw she they Hi. were there. Oh, Andy's on. <laughs> of course. Hi, Andy. Um, yeah, Andrea is uh, watching and sharing with the rest of the Hive members. So the Hive, are get, the Hive is also getting very involved in this. So um, we're really excited to to see what comes from it. So. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about how Junior League got involved, but how did how did that happen? Did you come? Did you approach somebody, or did somebody approach you to get involved with this? So uh, Kim Do-Sloman mm-hmm
3: called and said, "Hey, do you have a, an afternoon that I can? Yeah, you know, share with you a project that they've been working on." And of course, you know, she's fabulous, and spending time with her is very easy to <laughs> do. And, and, and this was kind of born there, mm-hmm. um, the partnership was, and we at the Junior League are uh, very traditional. We're not always the most nimble organization, and we really had just recently started trying to move towards being more nimble, so this gave us an opportunity um, to be part of something that builds up women and um, carries out our mission, and we were able to do so. Uh, we, you know, our fundraising efforts, our sustaining membership, yeah. our history has allowed us to you know have these opportunities to be able to help with funding and then that I mean our our best asset of course is our members the human capital and yeah women are um, lifting women up is something I think everybody wants to be part of and we Mm -hmm. see a benefit immediately Mm -hmm. to doing so so um, it was kind of an easy how can we make this happen not can we make it happen Sure.
1: So. I feel like when you talk about the gender pay gap that it's it's something that you talk about and even I don't I don't always go to all the lean-in meetings but that's something that's, that's a it's a lean-in initiative right now um, and there's like isn't there like equal pay day and all these things and they're like oh, okay do stuff in your community and, and we're all we all get excited and we're like well what do we do yeah right. because it's like that's you know, pay is something that you're not supposed to, like, share with your co-workers, nobody's supposed to know, it's very secret, and so it's, like, how do you even, like, tackle this issue, mm-hmm. so I think the idea of, well, we just train women to negotiate, because that's something that we don't typically do, is just amazing, it's, like, it's, like, a real solution to this problem that we're, like, well, we don't know what to do, and, like, I guess we can go interview some some yeah. um, you know leaders in their companies, and of course they're going to be like, "Of course, we pay everybody equal, right. <laughs> like even if they know or they don't even know." <laughs> they don't know. But right. they, you know, and it's like Absolutely. it's one of those things that uh, which I'd still love to do that. I'd still love to to dig in and get some real research, and I'm sure that's something we, we all look at in the future. Um, is getting some real data here in Wichita. Yeah. Well, I think um, they've instituted, and it's you know a little controversial because small businesses, yeah.
0: and businesses, it takes on you know. Um, Some cost to them, but there's that implementation of businesses having to report Mm -hmm. um, pay into an official kind of like database, so that that data will be collected now. And I think that's so important. You know, we had that conversation here at the Hive Mm -hmm. several months ago with like um, women who are wanting to go to the industry and talk to industry leaders about it and how frustrating it was because they weren't kind of recognizing the problem. Yeah, there's no problem really really getting that allyship from. Um, You know, the the best-case scenario is that we've got those leaders who are, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. doing um, the right thing. Um, But being able to have that conversation, and and there are still, you know, many people out there that don't believe that this exists, despite (laughs) data and, and, and you know, information about it. And so this empowers women Mm -hmm. to, just like you said, do the negotiation themselves, um, you know, basically bring that power back Mm -hmm. into their own hands instead of having to, you know, wait for somebody to to help them out or or give them what they, you know, rightfully kind of deserve. Yeah. Um, So I think that's what's really incredible about this.
2: And I I would say Wichita has been fantastic. Everybody, we've had fantastic sponsors. Um, So we've got Martin Pringle, we've Mm -hmm. got the Junior Mm -hmm. League, we've got the Wichita Community Mm -hmm. Foundation, um, Evergy, um, WSU Tech, and then we have two anonymous sponsors as well. Mm -hmm. Everyone we went to said yes. I mean, so the community has embraced us. Um, We've got opportunities for people to help. Um, All of this is free. So Mm -hmm. to become a trained facilitator is free. It's online, Mm -hmm. so you can do it Mm -hmm. self-paced. You can start, you can stop. Mm -hmm. To host a training is free. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, to participate in the training is free. So Wichita has has really been fantastic about embracing this concept. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're looking to have 24 classes um, over the next year. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a couple scheduled coming up. We've got one October 17th. at the Wichita Workforce Center. We've got one the 22nd of October at the Child Advocacy Center. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one November 14th at Evergy and they're providing lunch for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some emails going back and forth about multiple others yes. that we're scheduling in the process. Since, <laughs> yes, since so we great. launched in September, we right. spent some effort kind of launching and so now we're, we're
0: scheduling.
1: Yes. So, yeah. um, so, And we got, will share all those dates and we'll also mm-hmm. share if I can get a link for the That's trainer. A, I think we'll have people watching and listening mm-hmm. that will want to be right. interested in training because it's just such a cool thing. Like I said, it's on my list. I haven't done it yet, yeah. but I would love to be a trainer and I would love to um, or just participate first and then maybe even become a trainer. Because um, it's just one of those things that I think um, it's just so exciting to see it happen. I know I was talk, talking to Kara. I mean, when yeah, when was that first Delta Dental? The appointments was project a training? Ago, yeah, right? um, it seems first... like it was like last
2: week, but right. it was like. Now, yeah, the right? first one we had at, <laughs> at Cox, last year we had, I think, the one of yeah. the biggest turnout they've had mm-hmm. at an appointments project yeah. training. So um, so that was fantastic. And I would say uh, facilitating is a great fun. I mean, Kim's mm-hmm. been a fantastic partner to me yes. over the last year, and we have great fun facilitating uh, salary negotiation yeah. training. Um, because this training, because there's self-confidence that you mm-hmm. learn, and you get what you ask for, and even if you're not going to go negotiate your salary, right. you'll use there's yeah. training in some aspect of your life. Yeah, so sure. it's, it's fun to watch kind of the aha moment that takes place
3: and the participants' faces, too. So I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. One thing that I have really tried to, you know, embrace, I'm a small business owner, so obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the, the cost uh, really right. stands out. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, how much am I spending on onboarding a yeah. new employee? Oh, and right. then if I'm not able to stay competitive with, what other employees are doing, uh, or employers are doing in the community, mm-hmm. then I have to onboard again. Yeah. so yeah. that retention okay. piece is really critical. But mm-hmm. I think one of the other things um, that I've loved that we've been able to do is, we're you know, we would love to have employers come attend. Sure, training as yeah, it's well. so, um, a good idea. It's one mm-hmm. thing, I think as women, you know, we're kind of told not to show our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you arrive at the office at 8.02 and your hair's on fire because you mm-hmm. had, you know, a 7.30 daycare drop-off but mm-hmm. the kid was literally attached to your leg, Right. it's, you know, your male counterpart may not understand that Yeah. his wife is doing the drop-off. And so being mm-hmm. able to kind of share that mm-hmm. vulnerability that maybe I need an 8.30 start time and I need to negotiate right. that into my... Yeah. Like my employee, you know, package, mm-hmm. um, and maybe I leave at four thirty because I know that you know that drop off or pick up is going to be just as hectic as right. you know you get in the wrong lane and you right. got to start over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that um, that's one thing about the the trains that I've enjoyed being able to have those discussions and help other mothers know that same like yeah. same yeah. exactly <laughs> um, that validation piece and yeah um, and helping employers understand that. You know a lot of women they come back from maternity leave mm-hmm. maybe they're divided attention yeah. you know I, I have the mom guilt that I'm not staying at home right. longer but I really need to get stuff done at work it mm-hmm. helps make me feel you know complete and whole and I really enjoy my profession mm-hmm. um, and so that transition piece might need to be a little bit sure. longer than what my paid salary yeah. vacation mm-hmm. time allotted for allotted so for it, yeah. Um, just kind of helping that human component in yeah, yeah. our professional workplaces is not easy to navigate, and it's different for everybody. Right, so. right. Well, helping employers kind of understand that, and I'm sure you probably
0: see this okay. as an HR professional, like yeah. that whole piece of ultimately as an employer, you want your employee to be focused on work when they're at work, Absolutely. they're their most productive, and so... Finding ways to ensure right. that that happens, and like you said, if they're worried about childcare, if they're yes. worried about things that are going, you know that, and that happens in you know all sorts of cases. But ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. finding ways to ensure that when they're at work, they're focused on work and they don't have all this outside stuff. And so this is just you know one way of kind of helping that. And so it really does um, increase productivity for employers. Oh yeah. To be, um, you know, focused on that. And, and like, as a small you know, business know owner, like we don't have HR. Mm-hmm. So right. I know exactly. we were like thinking about hiring because
1: <laughs> I've managed people before, but I always have the HR person to like get all the paperwork okay. and get their like binder ready and the handbook mm-hmm. and everything. And it's like that's something that we didn't have mm-hmm. to start with. And I know Dory's like, what what do we even do? And he's like, and I, but I, I was pretty familiar with like putting together, like, the W-4, you know, I put all, all the I-9, and the, so I kind of put a packet together, and then I had some interview questions, but, um, I knew that much, but I, it's just, like, you don't really know, and if somebody does have to negotiate something, you know, what, I, I think this is great for employers, because, it's like, yeah. what are you supposed to do, like, yeah. and, uh, and researching the market, whatever mm-hmm. business you, kind of, business that you're in, that you do research, like, what, what are people making, and what mm-hmm. should they be making, and yeah. what should you be, you know, looking at when somebody... Ask for something, and you're not just like, oh, I don't know, because yeah. I feel like that happens a lot. And um, <laughs> well, in business a small business world, yeah, all it's us. very, um, it's almost like you're not,
3: it's almost like a marriage, like, yeah, you know, now I, I'm responsible for you and your family, yep. yes. um, yeah, as an employer, and making mm-hmm. sure that you have enough yeah. work and that you're paid on time and taxes right. are, you know, ev- all the stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of a you don't want to discourage. That creativity that can happen because you know your your yeah. employees are your biggest and best mm-hmm. asset, and if yes. we don't take care of it, yeah. it'll be a great liability as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. For um, Definitely oh. all the stuff. of some. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. I think so. That's a great <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it is something that we cover us.
3: is how to mm-hmm. how to
2: find out what your value is in the marketplace so that you mm-hmm. are prepared with all that data to go in and make the ask. Because I think yeah. we need permission. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels like as women we yes. need permission sometimes to go in and make that ask because yeah. that's something that comes up a lot in the training is, well, do people go in and ask and, and we say, yeah they do and and we've gotten that feedback already that they didn't realize that it was okay to negotiate so um, yeah you have permission go negotiate and here's how to figure out what your value is in the marketplace
0: so for sure
1: yeah that's yes.
0: incredible and yeah just giving again those tools and those resources that um, you know for whatever reason they don't have and, right. and being able to hand that to them and let them take it from there is is wonderful, and I know specifically, you know, I work with Just for Success, and so I definitely want to talk to you guys about coming and talking to yes, her. Yes, I know. Like, there it's been in my mind for a while. while. <laughs> I've <laughs> so got that, great. yes, that, um, you know, yes. definitely a lot of single moms and, and primary breadwinners that yes. love to get hooked up with us.
1: Yes, and that's it's a great group, and I was, yeah, I've been thinking. All the all the different things that Renee and yeah. I are involved with like how we can fit this in. Yes. So let's say we we reach that goal, thousand women. I don't think it's gonna be hard to do. Thousand women trained in a year is the goal. What happens next? Do
4: we're <laughs> you like, We're just trying to get <laughs> We've
1: so actually, actually asked already that.
3: we've already started talking about what's next. Yeah. So cool. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things is to, you know, make sure that the women coming up that they're yeah. continually educated in, in that. So the, mm-hmm. the sustainability of that education piece is critical for the community. Mm -hmm. And um, I think business
4: women mentors is something also that is, you know, the Hive obviously supports Mm
3: -hmm. a lot of that, um, lean-in groups and things like that. So trying to get after they're educated, connected, basically, Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, they feel supported and empowered.
1: um, And sometimes we just need a little push from Mm -hmm. a friend to to take yeah. the next step. create so. a sisterhood yeah. of salary negotiators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Uh, okay, so what did I got? We didn't really talk about the statistics. Do you guys, you probably didn't bring those. So, well, the, I just have the, like the, pay, the, the yeah. one yeah. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. Wichita of, people specifically. Don't know. Yeah, these um, people don't
3: know. Yeah, so um, Kansas is 42nd in the nation when it comes to the, the pay mm-hmm. gap, and um, it's 77 cents to a man's one dollar for Kansans. Mm -hmm. For Wichita. that is actually it's worse. Um, It goes to 72 cents. I didn't know that either. We're we're very hopeful that this these workshops are I hope a quick yeah hey let's start chipping away and literally get to the state average and then let's after we've accomplished that then let's start working at that other um, you know Forty seconds not really where no. it's level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, in, in Kansas, we also have one of the highest um, child care costs of um, anywhere from 11000 to yes. $14,000. So yeah. if I'm not able to negotiate a decent salary, putting my child in quality child care, mm-hmm. as we've mm-hmm. been you know, seeing in the, the news lately, um, mm-hmm. is a detriment for, for working women. And you really do have to kind of weigh the cost of what it costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. your child's safety. You can't well, put a price tag and on And I that, know so.
0: even, you know, um, for me, that was um, a huge part of the conversation of what I thought that I could make or was going to be able to make versus how much childcare was going to cost. And that ultimately is what led me to stay at home for the first year right, of my yeah. third child's life, because it was mm-hmm. like all three of them were going <laughs> to use yeah, childcare right. as was an infant. And it was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm basically working to completely yeah. pay for child care. And yes. then some. So, um, you know, those conversations, obviously, um, you know, yeah, the economic impact of that, then then women aren't working and choosing to stay at home. And, and not that that's a bad decision, but how that affects families and mm-hmm. how that affects, right. you know, single women um, and head of households don't have that option. Right. And so they're putting all their money to a child's care, whereas who's paying rent, who's paying, you know, all the other bills that are coming in. So it's it's huge. Right. Those conversations and child care is actually this was another conversation from yesterday that we're losing child care providers, mm-hmm. yeah, right. um, and it's gone down pretty significantly yeah, yeah. in the last five years. And so, I think those are conversations that mm-hmm. again, employers and how do we, right, you right. know, help. Yeah, right. Crazy.
2: And the, the seventy seven cents are is for a white woman. Yeah, the yeah, water. yeah. of color, right. is, yeah. it goes yeah. down. It goes so sixty four cents for an African American woman and fifty six for a Latina. Mm-hmm. And so they say over the course of a career, yeah, yeah as a uh, white woman, you're losing about four hundred thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. About eight hundred thousand dollars as an African American woman, and as a Latina, over a million dollars. Yes. Um, over the course of your career, so it's yeah. significant money as um, a result. Yes. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And um, I think what I was wanting to know is if, if it's a lot of individuals signing up for the for the workshops or are you getting, like, groups from companies coming or is that both. Okay, yeah,
3: We have some companies who are reaching out and wanting to put it on for their, their employees. Um, we have a lot of, like, girlfriends, like, hey, mm-hmm. or sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of nice to be able to go with somebody. Um, and then just mm-hmm. community, like, people out in the community that mm-hmm. we connect with. Yeah hand them, you know, a flyer, tag them on Facebook, and, right. and they're excited to, to be there, and they're yeah. telling their friends. So, um, I definitely, like, I think that it's something that every woman needs, no matter yes. what stage of life you're in, because I yeah. think you'll walk Absolutely. away with something that you will be able to apply that's immediately. Right. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. so, if you're watching this or listening to this at work, hopefully it's okay for you to do that. <laughs> you're letting all of your coworkers and your boss know that you need to have this training, because I think that's... If companies are getting on board, that's where a lot of yes. the big changes can really happen. Sure. Or even just realizing some of these statistics. Because so, sometimes the numbers are out there and you think, oh, that's somewhere else. Right. Or, you yeah. know, and you just, it's easy to think it's not here. And actually it's worse here. And so we've got to get ahead of it. And so I think that makes me feel just like so good knowing that there's companies getting behind it. So, For sure. And then put that pressure that mm-hmm. well, especially if it's like oh, our competitors are doing this. Right. You know, like put, right. put that pressure on. Because, you know, if we're going to train 1,000 women, that's a lot of women that are going to be moving on mm-hmm. if they don't get what they want. They're going to be, you know, going to the competitor or, um, you know, hopefully hopefully staying in Wichita because they're able to negotiate. But, um, yeah, I think that kind of puts the pressure on those, kind of turns up the heat a little bit on the ones that are maybe like, oh, this isn't an issue. We don't talk about this. Right. So it's good. Good work. i have shared my vision with most league members
3: that, you know, my vision for Wichita is that, we are the place for women to work mm-hmm. and raise a family. Sure. And I think everything else yes. in our community will mm-hmm. just naturally happen. If I, yes. All the stuff we want to do that... Preach. You know. Yes, that's right.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yes. I mean, you know, we And we talk about these as women's issues, but they're not women's issues. They're, they're community, yes, they're community right. issues. Right. When we're talking about child care, we're talking about families, yes. we're talking about women pay gap. All of this stuff affects our community. And exactly. you know, James Chung was very... Um, Uh, direct about that, that when you're losing people, this is, you know, we're talking about attracting and retaining a talent and our stagnant economy and our increase in crime rate and child abuse and neglect and domestic Uh violence. Uh, It doesn't all exist in a vacuum. This is all correlates. And when we address these issues and we have these preventative sort of Things happening in our community and we're investing in that then we're not investing in the detention facility yes, and then we're not investing right. in all of the work that needs to be done because we're struggling and we're lagging behind and, and everything so this is just a perfect example of how you invest on the front end yeah of things and, and put this time and effort into your people to help them thrive and grow and then that's how the community prospers so
1: I love it. Yeah. Exactly, I love it. <laughs> so how do they find the, the trainings? We're going to share them, but mm-hmm. is our website? Is there a yeah. Facebook page? Tell there us there how they find. Yeah.
3: It. So they can go to jlwichita.org Org and under our events tab is the mm-hmm. the salary negotiation training. cool okay. um, That will take them to a page to register okay. and um, it's free. As mm-hmm. Kara was saying, um, thanks to our awesome sponsors, and um, we will have we'll be updating. Trainings that we're scheduling, yeah. we'll yeah. continuously
1: update that. So. great, yes. Yeah, so we'll share that. We'll also share the link to the upcoming trainings because there are some coming up. We mm-hmm. said October seventeenth and the twenty second. Um, so we'll share those. Um, get the trainer link and share that. Yeah, and then the appointments project information as well. I think we'll oh, yeah. out, we can get that too. Coming up share that on my. This is my to do list. I know. <laughs> Thanks, so,
4: <Daisy>.
3: Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. I love the oh, women's wow. to do list art. <laughs> half by 11
4: I know right <laughs> Some little dino,
1: and uh, I like life. when I take notes all right. things, I need to like yeah it's crazy okay so we'll wrap up on uh, the podcast remember Before you guys can get this uh, now we're using Anchor FM mm-hmm. so you can get it on um, Google and iTunes and we're so excited so definitely check that out see you next time Be sure to follow Ceiling Breakers on Facebook and Instagram at Ceiling Breakers ICT. You can also find our website at CeilingBreakersICT.com. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye! Good morning, everyone! Welcome to another episode of Ceiling Breakers with Renee and Stacey, and we're so excited for our guest today. We have Hannah Bonner from uh, the Orpheum. Good morning. Um, (laughs) Yeah, she just walked right on over. We're live from the Hive, from the the Orpheum, so perfect. Uh, But she's also really excited to talk about, she's also the short film coordinator Mm -hmm. for Tallgrass Film Association, so we're so excited. It's
4: <laughs> a few days away. I know, right? I know. Up. That so is coming up. Sure, this
0: last well, I'm. You know, I know how much work goes into all of this, mm-hmm. and so you're busy year-round. for talkers, Yeah, but yeah, pretty much. Month for yeah. sure has been
4: insane. Yeah, we opened submissions in January, and mm-hmm. then so it's it's October, and then barely a break. There yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then straight into it again.
0: For sure. Well, let's start. Yeah. Let's talk
4: about you a little
0: bit first, um, yeah. like we like to do. Um, <laughs> kind of, are you from here in Wichita, or what brought you to Wichita, and then what kind of got you involved with where you are now? With Yeah,
4: so born and raised in Wichita. Um, my mom's from southern Kansas, and my dad's from Wichita, um, and so just ended up here, made a family here. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated from Northwest High School, and then went, I uh, kind of, didn't really know what I wanted to do fully, had a couple different ideas. I was really involved in theater, loved theater, mm-hmm. thought I wanted mm-hmm. to be an actor for the mm-hmm. longest time, um, and then went to uh, William Jewell, which is just yeah. outside of Kansas City. I, think yeah. I've never done that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend um,
0: who attended William Jewell's. Well. Awesome. awesome.
4: <laughs> cool. uh, for um, a year, <laughs> and uh, went there for acting initially. Realized that that's not really what I wanted to do, so I mm-hmm. switched over to kind of journalism, then realized that that's not really what I wanted to do either, so started exploring, um, the other side of acting, especially with movies and television, Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I ended up at WSU eventually, and did, um, I graduated from WSU in 17, um, with, uh, Communications degree, emphasis in electronic media, which ended up being absolutely perfect for me because I had the marketing side of things, a lot of um, knowledge of um, Adobe and um, creative design, that sort of thing. Um, But also had, I managed to make that sort of into a a film degree too, to a certain extent. So, um, Mm -hmm. So that kind of led me to to that side of things and managed to work it out. And and now I'm um, marketing and development uh, assistant for the Orpheum Theater, so I get to do that side of things. get to do a lot of um, clerical work, that sort of thing, but also helping to raise money for the Orpheum. Yeah. It's really exciting and awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of love for nonprofits, Mm -hmm. Um, most every job or internship that I've had. Has been for a nonprofit, sure. because that's where that's where my heart lies. So, yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. So yeah, uh, but um, specifically how I got involved in Tallgrass, um, I was working at Family Video uh, <laughs> in college, which is absolutely perfect for, for what I wanted to do. I love it. But kind of wanted to a little bit of a change and didn't really know how to do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think this was my junior year at this point. Um, maybe my senior year, junior year, I think, <laughs> um, of college, and uh, my mom suggested that I look into Tallgrass because she had done some stuff with Tallgrass before, mm-hmm. lending her PR hand. I, I think you know my mom. Yes. Maybe you know my yes. my mom Vera yeah. Um I I like to, I I joke every time I introduce mm-hmm. myself. Sometimes I won't even say my last name. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't want the question of. Oh, are you Vera's daughter? It's not that I don't like it. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. It's You're like, it's, am I it's not like I'm not I just want to be here quiet. Kind <laughs> of a big Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but then also if I am if I say, oh, I'm Hannah Bothner, sometimes I'm like, yes, that Bothner. <laughs> yeah, right, right? Yeah. Making a name for yourself. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So she she had done some work with Tallgrass in the past, really mm-hmm. loved Leela, thought it would be a really great sure. um, supportive environment for me to... to to kind of explore that side of things, mm-hmm. and so I applied to be an intern, got the job, and yes. um, that's how I started out. This is my fourth festival, Excellent. Um, and I started out just kind of doing odd jobs. Mm-hmm. What did they need me to do? Sure. And that very first year, um, what they really needed help with was the short films, they needed help with sending out those invitations and talking to the filmmakers about who was going to attend. And and then once they got there, um, helping them out. And so then I started to do more of that the next year. And yeah. then the next year I started to do more of that. And then now it's it's my job there. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So it's, it was really exciting. It's kind of, it's a lot of how an internship is supposed to Sure. Happen yeah, but often doesn't happen yeah. that way, right. um, so I was really lucky that that tallgrass really believes in mm-hmm. and, uh, and cultivating that yeah, way. and younger people. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, and yeah, the, the the short films at Tallgrass. I mean, you know, you have the big kind of gala nights and mm-hmm. a gala every night. and You've got the big, you know, film, and and that's a lot of fun. But part of my one of my yeah, favorite things about too. Tallgrass is the short film. I
1: love to hear. I that. love the shorts. I love it's like oh.
4: my favorite part. <laughs> I love to hear that. Um, so, yes. You know, it's I really love short films for a, for various reasons. One of the really great things about a short film is that almost anyone can make one. Sure. If you have proper, uh, not even proper equipment, but if you have okay equipment, and if you have a really good idea, then you can create a short film. And I just really love that that these filmmakers are able to just go and drive all of their passion into this film, Mm -hmm. and then out comes this one-minute to 59-minute masterpiece, often, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, that... That then they submit with well, with their heart to the festival mm-hmm. and and um, and then I really really love the side of things that I get to do where I get to pick these films and then put them all together in yeah. little blocks mm-hmm. that's sort of curation. I, yeah, of them. Yes. I love yeah, that the way that. that cool. Yeah, I love the way that Tallgrass does that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other festivals where you know they'll just it'll be a theater that shows shorts all day long. Sure. Yeah, so that yeah. that's. That's awesome, too, because you get to see tons, but sure, I love putting them together. I love watching and seeing which what I have a ton of that mm-hmm. year that I can put together yeah. in a block, and mm-hmm. it's just really exciting yeah. and then and then the audience gets to go and and watch all of these shorts that were submitted separately but then got put together and and you get to go and for a couple hours you'll laugh or you'll cry or you'll um maybe go out and feel inspired or you'll just Mm -hmm. learn yeah i I really love that and i love to hear that people like to go yes definitely
0: one of my favorite things and it is um
4: not that there isn't an
0: an amazement and an inspirational mm-hmm. part of you know the longer films, but I think the the short films that is what is so incredible about them is that they do pack so much into yeah. you know, that short amount of time and just the amount of talent and creativity that's Absolutely. involved in sharing a story and having that story be just super impactful and really either make you cry or make you yeah. laugh or whatever it is in that, you know, tiny bit of time that they have. And some of the best shorts I've ever seen are anywhere, you know, between three and seven minutes. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, um, really, really, um, mm-hmm. not only for the story's sake, but just that medium, that art form is like really cool to mm-hmm. just intake, um, and, and, and different, you know, emotional levels, um, because it's, it's really pretty incredible what they're able to do in I, that
4: amount of time. I know, it's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, it's so cool to watch as as I'm curating these and as I'm watching the thousand plus submissions mm-hmm. before throughout the year um, that I can sit there and I can watch a three minute short and get like, goosebumps or, or yes. you know cry from a from a three minute short. Right. It's you know it's all. So how
0: many hours of films yeah. do you think you
4: watch in a year? Oh my god, incredible! I, yeah. I I didn't calculate it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we have a hundred and thirty short films that were scheduled. Okay. I I don't I I don't even know how many I watched because at <laughs> a certain point I you know I, I keep track of them. Yeah. But at a certain point I I I'm, it has to have been around five hundred and mm-hmm. you know there are ones that wow. I that I watched and didn't really even keep track of. Yeah. Um, but. We received around two thousand submissions. Oh um, wow! Yeah, and <laughs> and our um, that's between shorts and and features. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have this really great team of uh, pr- programmers that okay. are watching them first and rating sure. them. And so then I go through and I see what they liked and mm-hmm. um and and start to watch those ones that they mm-hmm. liked and and so yeah. Once it gets to me, it's about five hundred. And I, of oh. course, you know, I'll go and pick through and see oh maybe there's a, maybe i'll go in and watch a couple that some people didn't like and some people sure. did just get morning, Good morning. Yeah. you know there
2: are
4: the things i like of course yeah that maybe other people don't or there's things that i don't really like that yeah. other people do um, so they really helped me to figure that out. Um, I do a lot of it um, myself, but I also have within um, Tallgrass. I have some really great people there helping me. Yeah. Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. he's a, a programming um, assistant with the festival. Andre Seward, he's also a programming assistant with the festival. Programming coordinator with the festival. He's in Madrid, <laughs> though. Oh, so cool. um, he yeah. he definitely helps me out, um, and so does Ryan. Mm-hmm watching things that I, I need a second opinion on, um, watching things that, um, maybe I didn't get to, but I need to watch. That's, uh, Andre did a lot of that this year and, you know, he'll just send me a list of ones that he really liked and I'll make sure to check them out and plug them in. Um, and, and I also have a really great sounding board in our director of programming, Nick Pope. He's really great with that too. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been doing it much longer than I have been. So, um, Though he he focuses a lot on the features so Mm -hmm. so it's it's more of a like, (laughs) Hey if you have a second, will you check this one out and And tell me so how you get feel about you a lot
1: of opinions, but you're really like
4: the boss. Of the show, <laughs> I'm yeah, it's gonna
1: be honest, it's like, true.
4: And Andre tells me that <laughs> when I start to get
1: a little worried about am I the boss,
4: and they'll be like, "Yes, you are the boss. Oh, that's awesome. You're in charge." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> Love
1: it. So, okay. yeah. if you're, we have a few watching on Facebook. So mm-hmm. ask your questions. We yeah. We're talking to the HBIC of the short films mm-hmm. at Tallgrass. So.
4: That's <laughs> right. I'm gonna get that on a shirt. I know, something. right? <laughs> sure.
1: We'll we'll for make sure. that happen. So if you're not familiar. With the Tallgrass Film Festival, which some people still aren't—it's surprising—I was not familiar with it until a few years ago. I have to admit, um, it is an independent film festival that's in Wichita every year. It's amazing. Um, how many years has this been going on? It's the seventeenth year. Seventeenth year, 17th yeah. year. Um, and it starts next week. Do we want to kind of get into that a little bit? Yeah, really? I mean, I think I definitely, I want to just talk
0: a little bit, um, yeah. you know, the the evolution of Tallgrass, and specifically, yeah. I think the thing that Tallgrass has done really well, you know, as we hear are here on Ceiling Breakers, you know, Lila was um, that executive director for so long, and the cultivation and bringing in of women, um, mm-hmm. not only in filmmaking, but obviously in the process and this programming, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, film... Um, just like so many other things, has very historically been very male-dominated. Okay. Um, there's still, you know, a huge gap in the presence of female filmmakers. And Tallgrass, um, I think, has done a phenomenal job of really highlighting female filmmakers, mm-hmm. supporting female filmmakers, supporting um, women wanting to participate in film in different ways. And that's, I think, something that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen kind of evolve with, with the festival is just um, how much Tallgrass has become um, such a um, cheerleader and kind of um, highlight, you know, highlighter for, for female in film.
4: Yeah. Yeah. so And that was something that I, (laughs) I definitely try to focus on a lot um, when I'm cultivating these shorts programs is you know I do want to highlight female voices and there is something to the fact that I that I'm a woman that a lot of the stories that Mm -hmm. women write are going to focus more on me Uh, some of the shorts that I don't like are often I can often tell that it was written by a man that a man is trying to write Female voices, and they just can't uh, really capture it sure. yeah I mean it's just not there yeah. they're good in other they're great in other ways, mm-hmm. um, but that's just something that they lack, but there's something so amazing about the you know the way that female writers and directors can write women and in sure. that comparison sometimes yeah. um, so that's something I definitely tried to focus on i i I think for the first time for the first time in my Time with the festival. I'm pretty sure we have a short film block that's completely directed by women. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I awesome. don't that's think cool, I've ever so. seen that before <coughs> here um, cool. at Tallgrass. So yeah. that's really exciting. It happens to be the one about periods. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it makes a little sense. Actually, I think I would be a little bit upset if that didn't wasn't completely directed. Yeah. Not upset, <laughs> but a little confused. Yeah, yeah. Was not directed yeah. completely by women. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, one male director in there that's co-directing with a woman, and that's, it's a document, that one's a documentary about, Mm -hmm. um, uh, periods in, um, uh, Nepal, so, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it makes sense there a little bit, (laughs) but, yeah, very, very exciting. Yeah, that is very exciting. When I realized that, I was like, whoa,
0: wait, whoa, wait. Yeah, yeah. and I know last year, even, you know, really took a lead in, um, Kind of amplifying, uh, amplifying the voice of the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and yes. everything. And um, why am I spacing on her name right now? But she was up for the, I think, Ad Astra Award. And she Rose McGowan. Yeah, yes. Rose McGowan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rose McGowan, um, mm-hmm. you know, received the Ad Astra Award, and unfortunately, you know, wasn't able to mm-hmm. to attend. But amplifying that, there was a, a panel. Um, I remember specifically women yeah. talking and really, um, taking um a, a very bold. I think. Um, mm-hmm position and really amplifying that voice of the need to movement as well so we're not only really addressing you know the the lack of diversity of women in film but also what women in film and entertainment, you know, some of some of the um, sexual harassment and sexual um, abuse mm-hmm. that has occurred. Yeah. Um, and so that was, you know, just a really
1: um, powerful statement. And again,
4: yeah. here in Wichita, Kansas, yeah. you know,
1: so. And a lot of the films, you know, mm-hmm. not just with women, but all diversity and mm-hmm. equality, just yeah. celebrating so much that it's mm-hmm. just... Uh, such a thing that we need her in Wichita, right. and it's just, I just love it how it's just it's celebrating. What was the one about the women in, was it last year or the year before, the women in the military? Yeah, that oh. was last year. Uh, huh.
4: Serve like a girl. Yeah, that um, was, was
1: so really good. Great. So I yeah, really, just kind yeah. of like followed these, it was a documentary, and it was just, I mean, I mean you just learn so much, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I think um, people don't expect that when they think film festival they don't think we're gonna like
4: empower women yeah and, <laughs> right,
1: right now for you personally when you when you wanted to go kind of in this direction <laughs> away from theater into film were were, you, were there a lot of men mostly men that wanted to do this or did you were you met with, with you know, any challenges
4: there so I I was thinking about this over the last couple of days I've in a very unique and I think lucky position in my life that N- until now, every single job that I've had, my manager or boss was female. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. Tallgrass. Once the management of Tallgrass moved over, mm-hmm. it was the very first time sure. that sure. I, my yeah. boss has ever been, been a male. A male. <laughs> sure. um, so I've I've been very lucky in that that I've had a lot of these these strong female voices and.